0: There is a box suppressed deep in our chest where forgotten dreams and consuming passions are laid to rest. This wooden crate is packed tight with crumpled sketches on coffee-stained napkins, brilliant ideas from enlightening conversation, a painted canvas full of life and imperfections, notebooks spilling with business plans, poems, and powerful intentions. We've all heard about the bottom billion, how millions of children can't attend school, how thousands of them die daily from poverty's rule. How HIV, malaria, and diarrhea are preventable, even treatable. How we have the tools, yet millions still suffer and die because what they're missing is me. What they're missing is you. What the world is missing is what you have always longed to do. To provide water, clothing, shelter, or shoes. And to do so following your boxed-in news. So I invite you to unpack your crate, find your spark, light your fuse, and start something that's world can truly use then when your box is empty and your tools are in hand flip your box upside down to use it as your voices stand shout your dreams, wave your banners plan to see, pen tomorrow's chapter so I say to you standers you box top dancers paint all you painters paint something that captures write all you writers, write something that answers, build all you builders, build something that shelters and start all you
1: Starters, start something that matters. Yeah! Amen! Amen! Start something that matters. Anybody ready for the Word this morning? All right! Praise God, praise God. Amen. Church, I'm, I'm excited about where we are, man. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about what we're, what we're seeing, what, what everything that God is doing through us as a church. And so we're moving forward. Amen? Anybody ready to move forward? See, I was getting this picture of the church. And let me let me show you the picture of, of, of the church that we kind of, the old church. This is the, the, the common picture of church. Isn't that exciting? Why are you laughing? I mean, that's exciting, right? I mean, look at, can you imagine worshiping with thousands and thousands and, and, and just being in one place and just gathering and just being excited about the Word? But you know what? That's not the picture that I get for the church. That's an old picture of, of church. This is the new picture of church. This is how I see church. Let us sink in. Let us sink in. This is how I see church. Not gathered in a building. Not not all you know. Hallelujah and with ourselves. Not this. This is a picture of the church. And if you zoom in a little closer, this is what you'll see. I like that. See, that's a picture of the church. The church is is people running. People now now at, at these events. This is this is the tough mutter. Any tough mutters up in here? all right we 'll get that later. This is an event it's a it 's a marathon at any of these kind of uh, of events you know we there 's hundreds and thousands of people at the starting line and and if you 've ever been part of this I, I did it one time for a corporate right I did a corporate run it was like twenty five feet but so But but, but it was exciting, you know. There was there was there was thousands of people, and we you all have numbers on your right, and you all have matching T-shirts or whatever, and you're excited. And there's so many people at the starting line, and you you've been thinking about this, you've been training for this kind of, you've been you know you ate a less donut here and there just to just to be ready for this thing, and and you've been waiting for this day, and then bam, it starts, and the the guns are blaring, and people take off, right? And it's exciting. So many people, they start off strong, man. and, and but, but after a few miles or maybe after a few couple hundred feet, something changes, right? What happens? It, it, you know, it, it starts becoming, whoa, it's challenging now. After a few miles, after a couple of injuries, after you catch a cramp here and there, after some things start to hurt a little bit, after this, your, your feet, your, your toes, this, your back, to, uh, you know, some struggles, some pains, a lot of people they start to to just you know kind of drop off. They start to stop running. Some people they'll keep, they'll finish, they'll walk. But some people will just drop off. They catch a cab and meet people at the end. I'm not saying I ever did that. I'm just saying, that's what some people. It happens, right? After, after some struggles, after some pains, a lot of people drop off. You know that that that's a lot like our Christian walk. Right? We start off strong. I, I love I love meeting new Christians, right man. They're excited. They're like, I can't wait to get to church. Oh my God. I can't wait to worship. I can't wait to hear the word. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. But then when the struggles come Then when the you know, when 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 the obstacles get there and then when things start going uphill, people start slowing down. People start dropping off. See, that's a picture of the real church. That's the real church. Not in, not, not in a building. That's the real church. Uh, Paul, Paul gives us this picture. This has always kind of been Paul's picture of the church. We, you know, we've been going through 1 Corinthians and so we, we're, we're, we're getting real into this. In 1 Corinthians 9, he says, Do you not know that all in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? And then he says, Run in such a way as to get the prize. I mean, Paul's, Paul has this idea of church, of, of, of a marathon, of people moving, of people going. And he says, man, run in such a way as like the one that's going to win. Run to win. Amen? And then at the end of Paul's life, Paul is an anciano now, viejo, he's He's, cojo, he's, he's, he's old, right? And he's, he talks to Timothy. This is the young man that he mentored. And in 2 Timothy 4, 7, this is what he tells him. This is at the end. He's done. He tells him, "I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith." Man, if there's gonna put something on my tombstone, put that. I, I mean, I want that to be there, right? I he he finished the race. He kept the faith. Man, nothing else mattered. He finished. Church, I want us to be so well equipped that we would finish this thing. Amen? We're going on this July. This church will be seven years old. I'm like, wow, man. Some of you you have been here since the beginning. It's exciting, but we're still just a seven-year-old. Anyway, let's move on. To that. I want us to be so well equipped, right? I want us to, to be ready, right? So, because remember, this is a journey, man. This is not a short sprint. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be hurdles that we're going to have to get over. And guess what? There's some walls and some obstacles that God puts in our paths that we can't do alone. That's why we need each other. Church, we need each other. Do you, do you understand that? Like, we don't, we don't gather here because, oh, that's like, well, no, we gather because we need each other. We gather so we can get fed, so we can get encouraged, so we can have fellowship, because we need each other. Amen? All right, so let's, let's check our equipment list. Because we, we, we started last week with a, a, a list of things that we're going to need. If we're going to move forward, we're going to need to have a couple of things, right? So, let, let, let's do the recap from, from last week. What was the first thing I said we're going to need? Amen. One person was here. One person listened. Praise God. You encourage me, I can keep preaching in another couple weeks. So the first thing we need is the Word. Amen. If we're going to move forward, we need the Word. We need, there's no more dark walking for us, right? If we're going to start something, if we're gonna, we need to start shining. Listen, I love the stories I've been hearing from you guys about people at work. I love the things I've been reading on Facebook on some of your face. Do you know what? I know some of you hate it, but I love the Facebook timeline. Let me tell you why. I haven't done it yet because I haven't had time to set all those pictures up. and It's a lot of work. But the Facebook timeline—you could, for those of you that don't have Facebook, Facebook is a social network. People update; they put everything. I go to the bathroom. I have a girlfriend. I have this. I'm in a relationship. A lot of, lot of stupidness, right? But, but still, but, but you still, you, you, you understand and you get to know people. You get to know all, like too much sometimes. But, but you get to know things about people. What I love about the Facebook timeline—it puts everything in a timeline, right, with date. And so you could look up some people here in the church. And if you go to the timeline and you go kind of way back down in the timeline, like, you know, BC before Christ, you, you find, you know, you go back there and you see they're dropping F bombs, they're telling dirty jokes, they're doing lewd comments, they're, they're like the stuff is crazy back, back in those days, right? But I love it because you start tracing the timeline and then you see, Oh so I'm going to church this Sunday. Somebody invited me to church. You gotta go to church this Sunday. And all the friends going, Oh, that's crazy, yo oh, whatever whatever, whatever. And then and then you see the next Sunday. Yo, I went to church, man. It was amazing, really. And then you start to see, yo, man, God is good. And then you start to see different things and you start to see quote in scripture and you start to see and then you start to see friends commenting. Yo, he's changing. Yo, the she's a different person. Yo, and you start to see the timeline and you're like, whoa. That's Facebook testimony timeline. Amen? It's amazing because we actually have a record of your changed life. Oh, that's good stuff, man. So, church, that's gonna be, that's a really big thing, man. We gotta start to shine that people have to notice we have to change if we're going to move forward that has to be a big thing in who we are paul paul gives us all this imagery about this race and and that's exciting but he also said this in your in your race in your journey in your marathon he says don't forget to be all things to all people that by doing so you might save some and then jesus threw this little twist in there he says, in your running, in your pressing on toward the mark, in your keeping your eyes on me and staying focused, in your running, in, in a way to get the prize, in all of that, Jesus said, oh, and by the way, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. <laughs> While you're running, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Then then, then he added, oh, and, and the, the most important commandment, by the way, you can throw everything else out, love God and love people. Love God and love people. Everything else will take care of itself. Amen? So, all right, let's go to our equipment checklist. Church, if we're going to move forward, what are the things we are going to need? People are tweeting. I see it popping up here. That's awesome. Go ahead. That's so hot. What's the second thing I said we we're going to need? We're going to need the word? You Man, you guys are good. We're gonna need humility, amen? We have this awesome treasure of God, this, 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 um, immeasurable fullness, but it's in jars of clay. Amen? So, so that, you know, we, we have this, this crazy, immeasurable treasure of Christ in these cracked pots. But the beautiful thing about a cracked pot is that from every hole, from every crack, from every chip, the more light shines through that thing. Amen? So we got we to gotta make sure that our light is shining brighter. But where does this humility fit into this race idea? Here it is. I'm glad you guys asked. That's a great question. The goal of this race is not finishing first. It's finishing well. And not finishing alone. See, many times along this path, throughout this journey, there are going to be people that come you come across that God put in your path and it's so that you can help them get ahead. Church, if we get this, man, we'd be amazing. We're already amazing, but we'd be so much more amazing if we really made this part of our lives, part of who we are, part of our theology. We, we have to, listen, sometimes people come into you, it might be easier to keep running. Anybody say Amen. It might be easier to sidestep. Whoa. That's a lot of drama for me right there. Right? But, but, but sometimes God puts, puts people in our path so that we can s- slow down for a minute and help them. Help them. It might be easier to keep running, but we humility tells us we've got to start putting other people first. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to the end. And like do a little dance at the end and say, I did it, I did it, yeah, yeah. And be there all alone. And everybody hates me. Nobody liked me. Nobody, you know, I didn't make a change in anybody's life. I didn't impact anybody. As a matter of fact, I stood I stood on people. I stepped on people next to, to get there. Because I wanted to get there in front of them. Because I, I and and on the way, this is a lot of Christians. Listen, on the way we're running on this Christian race, and we're telling people how ugly they run. We tell people, we tell people, that's not how you're supposed to run. You're supposed to run like me. Watch this you 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 that's walking and and wait what what is that that's our that's our christian right that's not lack of humility man we don't we tell people that's not how you run that's not how you do this your bible's not big enough you're, you're this is this Your this is that man, come on man no we run and courage and as we go along we say good job man good job good job I, I ain't stopping there, I'm moving But, but good job, you're going to make it man And we keep on, I want to get to the end Listen, don't, don't hijack nobody's religion Show them what you got And show them how you run That's what we need to do, amen Show them love, run up alongside them Guide them Listen, I, I remember then, oof, I remember this right in the beginning of my Christian walk I was telling my wife this morning Reminding her the story We had a Ford Taurus station wagon. We were so happy because we had two little girls, right? So we had the extra roll, and it was the best car in the world. We thought we were like, it was Cadillac country, right? It was used. We got it from my job, but we loved it. We were leaving church. We made a left turn, and then we go to make another left turn, and the axle breaks. One tire goes this way. One tire goes this way. The car goes whoop, done. We was with people. In the van, we always pack, we always bring in people to church, right? People that were with us, we're stuck now, we're at a light. Of course, all the idiots behind us are beeping, "Eh, eh," like, because I want to stop here. Right? Because that's what I want to do. I want to stop here and mess everybody's day up. Obviously, I'm broke down, bro. You know, give me some, but anyway, you know how people are, right? So we had people in the car with us, and and... For the life of us, we can't remember who these people are, but they were with us. And, and I remember vividly, they got out the car and they said, listen, man, we got to go. So, but we, we're going to, we'll pray for you. Which I was telling my wife this morning, that's probably why we don't remember who they are. Insignificant. Insignificant. You're going to pray for me? Really? How about I don't need your prayer right now. I need you to help me push the car out of the way. I need you to help me call somebody. I need you to help me make some things happen here, right? Because I picked you up probably and dropping you home probably, and I probably not the first time I do this, but but that's really I pray for you peace out. Church, let's not be Christian jerks like that, can we? That's that's not how we that's not how we represent Christ. Amen. So let's show people how we run and let's run alongside a man and not criticize and let's, listen, if I remember correctly, everything I read in the word, Jesus never got mad at anybody but the religious folk. Right? Jesus didn't flip tables over at the brothel, he flipped them over at the temple. That's tweetable, go ahead. Family, I want us to finish well. Listen, there was a time in my life when I was so self-centered. It was all about me. I would do anything to get something from anybody. you know. To, uh, but now, church, I, I want nothing more than us to finish well, like us. It saddens me that like, we need to outgrow this building by next week. And we need to do something about it. Not because we want a bigger building, but, but because we should be helping people run alongside us. And because if we're not that means we 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 we're, we're not doing what God called us to do. We're supposed to be running alongside people and building the kingdom of God, amen. So so they should be <coughs> the more we run, there should be more runners. The more we should be there should be more encouraging people. We should be we should be multiplying, amen. I want us to cross that line knowing that there are thousands of people that we helped get there. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, uh, we, we have this weird idea of, of success. We say, well, you know, the, the, and, and the world has the bumper sticker and the t-shirt, right? It says, he who dies with the most things wins. Isn't that silly? Isn't that crazy? Like, when you die and you had the most things, now people just taking your things. <laughs> like, What? Now some ungrateful little teenagers driving your Lexus. Because all oh, you are about all these things. But listen, I want to die so that when I'm done, I left crazy runners coming. You know, I encouraged people, I left something that people could follow, man. I, I, you know, we made a difference. We made a change in somebody's life. Let's go to the equipment list. If we're going to move forward, what was the next thing we said? Oh, man, I love this church. We need to learn how to pray. If, if we're gonna, if we're gonna move forward, we need to learn how to pray. Now, I was thinking about this when I said it last week, and I want to make something clear. I wanted to add something to it, because a lot of times we start out, and even much later on, and, and we, we, we pray, and, and, you know, prayer is, again, like we said yesterday, prayer, last week, prayer is talking and listening to God. Right? Simple. And, and prayer, you know, I, I love that God, that, that God says, you know, it's not the matter of words. God doesn't count words to see who's praying better. God doesn't count the size of our scrabble letter words to see if we can use fancy. God just hears our heart and, and, and it's awesome when we don't try to impress them with prayers because we can't. Right? Like, who are you trying to impress? You might impress the person next to you. Like, whoa, that person prays lovely. <laughs> huh? So what? Right? Can anybody pray better than Caleb prayed this morning? So, so stop trying. <laughs> stop trying. Just keep it real, man. Let it come from your heart like he did, and just, man, that's, those, are the pieces, those are the kids that, that are taking over once we move out, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that there's runners already in training? Woo! Woo! That's good stuff. So, I was thinking about this prayer thing last weekend, because, you know, a lot of times we, we, we pray and then we listen, but we listen like this. Uh, Oh, la, 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 in Jesus' name. Because we think we've got to get the formula right, you know. If we don't say in Jesus' name, then it's not a real prayer. Or, you know, we, 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 get, we get silly with our legalistic stuff. But, but we listen like this. But, and, and, and let me just kind of drop something on this. Listen, God is sovereign. God could do whatever He wants. And I do believe that sometimes God could speak to us in an almost audible voice. And we can hear the voice of God in our hearts sometimes. But, but more often than not, that's not how we get answers to prayer. Jesus told us, right, we read in John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in that chapter, we find out that the Word became flesh. So, so Jesus is the Word, right? So Jesus is the Word who became flesh. He lived and He died. He paid the price for us not to be cut off from God. Jesus came that we could have communication with God. Jesus is the Word. You got that? So so God is what? So where is the answer that I need? In Jesus in the word. Okay? So so where should I look to when I don't hear anything? Where should I look to when I don't feel anything? When I'm alone and lonely, the Word. Where does my help come from? The Word. How do we get the Word? Through reading, through church, through messages, through worship. You know, every avenue of getting the Word. But the the answer is already there. The Word is already spoken. See, all too often people are whining about, you know, God not speaking to their hearts and God, we're not hearing the Word. But they don't come to church regularly. You don't fellowship with God's people regularly. You, you need that. You you're, you're, you're not, you're not, you 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 don't you don't crack your Bibles open to read regularly. And and you're talking about God not talking to me. You're probably not talking to Him either. You don't want a whole lot of whining about God though. See, all too often people are whining about God not speaking to their hearts, but they aren't hearing the Word. You don't want God. You want Aladdin. You want to rub the side of the pulpit? Poof! Big blue monster come out? Three wishes. What do you want? That's not God. God, that's not, that's not right. Sometimes to hear from God, we got to have our butts in the right place. So let's go back to the equipment list. We need the word. We need humility. We need prayer. Amen. Let's move on in 1 Corinthians and see what else comes next. Because, you know, as a church, we're going through the book of First and Second Corinthians. So let's move on. In the next chapter, Paul starts talking about our resurrected bodies. How when these tents that we're living in right now, they get taken down and folded away. Isn't that an awesome picture of our bodies? And then they're going to be replaced with the God-made resurrection bodies that will never have to be relocated again. He says, that's how we can deal. Paul says, that's how, why I can deal with all these issues and drama that we have here today. That's why I can deal with these cramped conditions, because God puts in us a deposit. His spirit is a guarantee. See church, Paul is saying, we got to have hope. If we're going to move forward, we have to hold on to hope. Some of the saddest people that I've ever met, they're people that have no hope. There's no hope that things could get better. They have no hope that things could change. There's no hope that there's a better way. No hope that there's a purpose for their life, that their lives could have meaning. And then there's no hope for their future as well. The saddest people you'll ever meet are people that have no hope for the future. Everything is here. This is the best it gets. And if this is the best it gets, that's why, that's why we steal, kill, you know, do whatever we got to do to get everything we can get, because this is it. This is as good as it gets. And that's a sad way to live. Isn't it? Church, we got to have hope. So so Paul says, he says he would rather be away from the body, this tent, because then we'd be present with him. But watch what he says here. Second Corinthians 5. We're up to Second Corinthians 5 in our study. In, in 5 verse 9 he says, but neither home or away from the body is the main thing, Cheerfully pleasing God is the main thing. That's what we aim to do. Regardless of our conditions, sooner or later we'll all have to face God. Regardless of all of our conditions, we'll appear before Christ and take what's coming to us as a result of our actions, either good or bad. Church, if we're going to move forward, if we're really going to start something, we have to start living to please God. This is not very popular, I understand that. How do we know what pleases God, though? We go back to the equipment list. We go back to the Word. We read about what pleases them, what displeases them. It goes back to prayer. We seek and ask for direction and guidance. It goes back to humility because all we've ever done up to this point has pleased us. And now we're saying we've got to start living. We've got to flip that and start living to please God. Now listen, I understand this is tough. Everything about us tells us to go against that right is it just me or everybody here you, everything about you says do what pleases you right every every decision we make the first instinct is what's going to be better for me we very rarely are we always thinking about other people are we always thinking about pleasing god our first thing is usually live to please me right and and our, our in the background and even as christians sometimes we say you know what pleasing god is boring because God doesn't, we have this picture that God doesn't want us to have any fun. Am I speaking to anybody today? Especially young people, right? Oh, God just doesn't want me to have any fun. God just, God is, you know, pleasing God. God just wants to take the fun out of everything. And you know what? Sometimes I look at these people and I, I, I examine their lives, you know, and I take stock. I say, okay, so they're sleeping around with anybody they want. That could be fun. Until you think about, I'm sleeping with somebody today that was sleeping with somebody else yesterday. And then, and then there's the baby mama drama. And then there's the absentee father thing. Because we wasn't ready to deal with the whole package. We just wanted the box that it came in. And so then I think, you know what? I think I'll enjoy my wife, thank you. Amen? Amen? And then, you know, I look at them and and they're drinking and getting high and they're laughing all the time. They're always lifted, right? That's the impression they give all their boys, right? But I I think, you know what, I laugh a lot too. (laughs) And I got a good job. I got good friends. I ain't sagging my pants. Not that that has anything to do with anything. I just want to throw that in there. I got purpose, I got meaning for my life, amen? They wake up empty, they got to get lifted again. I wake up lifted, amen? There's a, there's a difference, church. If, if we're going to start to start something, if we're going to move forward, we're going to have to learn how to please God. So Paul continues in verse 11, It's no light thing to know that, all, that we'll all one day stand in the place of judgment. That, and so that's why we work urgently with everyone we meet to get them ready to face God. Listen, we can't get anybody ready to meet God if we're not ready. Right? And, and so too many people, man, we're in church 15 years and we're still not ready to face God. Then when, when do we grow up? Right? And so if we're not ready to meet God, then the people that we're meeting, we're supposed to be getting them ready to meet God. But we're not. Verse 14, Paul breaks it down. He says, listen, one man died for everyone. And that puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could be also included in his life. A resurrection life. A far better life than people ever lived on their own. Verse 16, because of that decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look anymore. We used to look at the Messiah that way once and we got it all wrong. Verse 17, now we look inside and we see that if anyone that's united with the Messiah, they get a fresh start. They're created new. The old life is gone. A new life begins. Uh, Another version puts it this way. If anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Verse 18, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Listen, listen, press in. I'm I'm almost done, I promise. Verse 19, This it. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are, we, you and me, not your pastors, not you, me, all of us. We are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Church, if we're going to start something, I suggest you start the ministry you were all called to have. See, people get, 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 they get Christianized and they, they want to do, oh, I want to I sing, I want to rap, I want to, God put this ministry in my heart, God put this in my heart, he put this in my spirit. Listen, that's all well and good, but before we start trusting the extra, how about we do the regular? What's our first ministry? So what was that again? Paul says, get reconciled to God. All things are new. Now, here's your first ministry. Be ministers of reconciliation. So Paul ordained the church in Corinth, and as your pastor today, I want to ordain you all. According to the word of the Lord, be ministers of reconciliation. Let's bow our heads. I want to leave you with this. Is anybody ready to move forward? Anybody understand that all things have been made new? That when in Christ the, the there's a new we are all a new creation. The old is gone, all things have become new, amen. Listen, if you were here and you needed to hear that today, would you stand right now, right where you are? going to close in prayer for a moment but I just want to give you this challenge man if you've never made a decision if you've never said God I've I've never decided to move forward with you I've never made a decision to say God I'm gonna I'm gonna put you first I'm gonna walk in in the word I'm gonna walk in prayer I'm gonna walk in humility I'm gonna walk with hope and I'm gonna make sure that I'm not just about me but I'm gonna walk to please you God if you've never made that choice would you say God today throw your hands up and say today God today, that's my heart. Today, that's what I want to do. Would you accept today, those of us that already believe it, those of us that have already done it, would you accept today your ministry? Accept your ministry today. Your, your ministry is not to sit in the fourth row in the in the ninth chair. Your ministry is I'm here gathered in the church to be encouraged, to be built up. But this is not church. Church is outside. And I'm ready to be a minister of reconciliation. Because listen, those of you that are raising your hands, you're saying, God, today I'm gonna be reconciled to you, God. And the rest of us are saying, God, now make me a minister of reconciliation help me that everybody I meet, I'm going to prepare them to meet God. Everybody that meets me is going to know and going to be ready to meet God. I'm not going to be crazy about it. I'm not going to be a a jerk about it. I'm going to show them the love of God. I'm going to let them watch me run. And I'm going to give them my sneakers if I have to. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray.
2: Father, we come before you, Lord, remembering what you did for us in the past but remember but reflecting on what you're doing in us right now oh god father just reflecting on what you have for us father what you've laid out for us already father and our desire is just to be able to walk forward in it oh god so father i pray lord for everyone here father lord that this word father lord that this word would come alive right now oh god father lord that it would it would stir them up oh god father for some of us maybe. Maybe we need the cobwebs to get blown off. But for others, Father, maybe this was a word in the timing season, Father, that will catapult us into, into great things in you, O oh God. And today, Father, we walk in the promise, O oh God, that if we move forward, Father, we're not moving forward alone, Father. But you will take every step. You have already ordered every step that we take, O oh God. You have already given us dominion, Father, over everywhere we go, everywhere we step so father all you ask of us is that we would call and that we would be faithful and that we would believe you oh god so father over your people now father we release them in freedom father we release them in peace we release them under the grace of your anointing oh god lord that they would go out father and not just be about themselves father but be about your business and about blessing other people oh god and seeing other people come to this wonderful saving knowledge of who you are in our lives, oh God. So, Father, today we take a stand and we move forward, oh God. Father, for some of us that means we may have to run, Father. For some of us, Father, it may we, may we may have to get up out of our seat, oh God. But, Father, today we make a commitment to you, oh God, and say we will move forward in you, oh God. So, Lord, I release your people, Father, today to move forward, oh God. I release them, Lord that in every area of their life father as they commit to you that you would begin to show them favor over god over every area of their life oh god regardless whatever it is that they would walk in your favor oh god father for you are not a man that you should lie and we trust you and we trust in your word so your you guys be released under the anointing of the holy spirit come on bring back some testimonies next week